Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. They're not having more technical difficulties. I can't hear you. Or even spiritually, if it's affecting your beliefs and values, if it's affecting your children in any of these ways, including beliefs and values, like physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, affecting your children, or even affecting your spouse negatively, then it's probably time to do something. And you say, then what? Okay, I'm going to wrap this up so we can try some colors here again in a minute. What you do is you set some stops. Now, these are safeguards that offer protection. It's not trying to control the behavior of the other person. It's just saying there's a protection that has to occur for me or for my kids. And sometimes it can be for the other person. And so sometimes people call them boundaries. We've stopped using that word because people have many different understandings of what a boundary is. A safeguard that offers protection is not trying to control or dominate. It's saying this is something that cannot happen again. I need to be protected or the kids need to be protected or you need to be protected physically or intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. And stop, a stop then could be something like this. If he or she's still living at home, but still involved with the other person, and you know it, and, and they don't make any secret of it anymore, and that kind of thing, and it's affecting you or your kids physically, you know, the whole nine yards I just went through, then a stop could be uh, you can't have any contact with that person anymore. And if you do, this is the consequence. Now, that's much more complicated than what I'm making it right now in terms of how to do the stop. And then there's also another thing that's a core, which is the conditions of a relationship going on. So if you want to know more about that, call and ask questions about it. Or you can go find on um, our podcast, which you can find on iTunes or on Google Play, and go back and look for the podcast. It's audio only, where I talk about the definitive guide, the boundaries. Now, I won't use the word stop and core, but understand that the stops have to do with boundaries and the cores have to do with criteria. And I spent about an hour and 15 minutes in that particular podcast. You can go find by going to Marriage Helper, go to iTunes, Marriage Helper, Google Play, Marriage Helper, and listen to that hour and 15-minute program about how to set the boundaries of the criteria. Okay. We're going to try and go to Matthew for Matthew. Matthew, are you still there, my friend? Can you hear us? Yes, sir, I am. Praise. So (laughs) great to hear your voice, Matthew. We are so sorry for that voice, Matthew. So sorry. How may we help you, my friend? Oh, well, I have a question. Um, I've been married 19 years. Um, we've had some problems over the over the time, and most of the arguing that my wife and I had was always over our girls. Um, right now, they're 14 and 18. Um, she, my 18 year old, moved out last March. My wife went through a mental breakdown. Hmm. Um, then she ended up moving out in August. My wife moved out, went back to our home state, took our nine-year-old son and left me and our 14-year-old daughter in Missouri. Oh. Wow. And the smart contact has been difficult. Um, actually, it's, it's because I'm the one that filed for divorce in custody of our son 
because he doesn't want to be there. My daughter doesn't want to be there. Um, So I filed for them. Not, not that I wanted a divorce or to be away from her. I get it. But then, you know, and um, so, I, I mean, I've lost some weight, you know, everybody that I, that I'm around anymore has noticed big changes in me except my wife. So how does this, how is any of this going to help? You know, how's any of what going to help? Well, you know, with the smart contact and doing the pies and everything and, and, um, you know, just how do you, what do you, and and succinctly, briefly, what do you understand smart contact to be? Well, it's, it's to where, um, and I wrote it down because I listened to Kimberly's podcast on it and I wrote it down and I can't find it. Um, smart contact, (laughs) (laughs) where you don't use any push, um, to where, um, I can't. Okay. I'm sorry, I can't. So you're still, so you're still communicating with each other, if, but but it's not being manipulative or pushing or those kinds of things, right? Right. I am receiving um, very hateful, spiteful, and abusive, uh, verbally abusive speech, though, because she is so yeah. angry that I filed for custody. Well, you do understand that when you do something that contradicts another person's plans, they, they tend to get very angry. But understand that anger is always based on pain. There's some kind of pain inside of her. Now, it's kind of unusual. Now, is the 14-year-old daughter biologically her daughter? Yes, yes. Okay. So it's, it's, as you would understand, it's relatively unusual for a mother to leave a daughter, correct? I would think so, to leave any child like that and just take one and leave. Yeah, it's kind of unusual, which would make me guess. Now, obviously, I don't know your wife, and so I can only guess here. I definitely can't give you any definitives because I don't know. But I would guess that there's something going on inside of her. Now, you said it started, if I heard you correctly, you said it started when your 18-year-old daughter moved out. Is that correct? Right. She was 17 at the time, and she moved out last March. It was, a, you know, our, our two daughters have always fought. Okay. And, it, you know, no matter what we did, it, we couldn't stop it, and then it encroached into our marriage, too. Um, gotcha. Okay, so the, the relationship between, and I want to make this as succinctly as possible, but the relationship between your wife and that daughter, the 18-year-old, good, bad, or indifferent? They were like best friends more than parent and daughter. Okay. She wrapped her entire life around our oldest. Okay, so let me tell you what might be going on. Now, you understand, I don't know. I'm just giving you some things to think about. Since anger is based on pain, and so we know there's some kind of pain underneath. If she was that close to the daughter, that daughter moves away, then that sense of rejection, like, look how close we were, and you don't want to live in the same house with me anymore, can cause an amazing kind of, uh, amount of pain. And that possibly, I'm saying possibly, okay, could lead to her also being willing not to be with a 14-year-old. Why? Well, one daughter abandoned me. Maybe the other daughter will as well. So what does she do? She goes to the youngest child, which is the one that's most impressionable, and, and so it kind of makes sense to me from a psychological standpoint that she did what she did. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's reasonable. But I can see how that would happen if, if my guesses are correct. Now, if we get to the end, here's your question. You said, okay, I'm doing all the right things, but I can't say how it affects her. Understand that you do those things because of the right things to do for you. Now, if she's going right. to, you said she had a, a, a mental breakdown. If indeed she has some kind of a mental or emotional thing going on, and I'm assuming that she's not getting any help for that, is that a correct assumption? Nope. That is absolutely. And she hasn't got it from my son either. Okay. Well, 
First of all, I congratulate you on applying or, or trying to get this done. I think that's a very smart thing. Uh, I'm not saying trying to be negative towards your wife at all, but I think that's a very smart thing because it, just based on what you're saying, you understand I have no other way to judge it, but based on what you're saying, it sounds to me like that's the best thing to do for the child. Now, if he's dealing with these emotional, mental things, don't expect that the system will work exactly the same way. The system about the smart contact, the system about the pies, it's still the smartest and best thing for you to do. Trust me, it really is. But it may take longer to have an effect on her because until such time as she starts getting help for those mental, emotional things going on inside of her, then she's not going to react like other people would. So don't give up. Keep doing it. No. But I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, yeah, that's going to snap her out of it. It's probably going to take a while, and hopefully either she starts healing from that pain, or hopefully at some point she starts getting help for that pain. And, and I truly hope that she does. But I'm still going to encourage you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Hang in there. And, and do your best to ignore those mean, hateful emails. I know they hurt. I know they're painful. And, and when she yells and screams at you, we've always advised people, just put it off on the attorney. You know, I wish you were here. I wish we could work on this. But in the sense that you're doing what you're doing, I'm going to follow my attorney's advice, whatever that is. Make the attorney the bad guy. That's what he or she gets paid for. Understand? Right. Hang in there, my friend. Right. I, li- I listened to one of your other podcasts, or maybe it was last week you said the same thing, make the attorney the bad guy, which right. I'm pretty good at doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> she, she, um, doing she just – I, I'm I'm trying to. It's it's like I said. I don't want to be away from her. I love her more than anything. Yeah. And um, but I, you know, my son. Every time I I just took him back yesterday, and he cried before because he doesn't want to go back. Not only. And um, I, I just I I don't know. She she's it's everybody else's fault. It's everybody else's problem. Yeah. Everybody else has mental issues. She doesn't. Right. You know. So I don't know. You know. You're doing the right thing. I don't know. You're doing the right thing. May uh, may go well for you and, and for your children. Keep keep that backbone you have now. You're you're not a mean man. I can hear that in your voice. But you're doing what's best. And sometimes it's hard to do when you love people. But I encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, it broke my heart filing. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure it did. I'm sure it did. Yeah. You take care of yourself, my friend. Thank you. Thank thanks, you. I appreciate thanks so it. Thanks so much, Matthew. Okay. All right, next we have Thomas from Denmark. Denmark? Denmark. Is that in Georgia somewhere? I think it is. <laughs> maybe maybe somewhere. Uh, Thomas, can you hear us okay? Yes, I'm hearing you. Thanks. How may we help you, my friend? Yes. Um, so my wife had an emotional affair for a couple of years that culminated with some kissing, um, but she ended it eight months ago. And we've mm-hmm. really um, been fighting to reconcile since then. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's been a roller coaster, and it's been really, really tough for me. I've really tried to be kind and and, um, and be respectful, and I've changed a lot also over this period of time because I really just wanted mm-hmm. her back. Um, mm-hmm. And it has it has worked pretty good, and she we're we're actually doing pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, she's she's still having very difficult expressing her love to me both emotionally verbally but also uh, intimately mm-hmm. um, we had uh, 
we have been being intimate um, for the for the first many months without uh, her setting up any boundaries. But lately, she mm -hmm. has asked if it could be uh, put into once a week, um, and she's still having difficulties with that actually. Uh, so she's actually been talking to Petra as a coach, and uh, she received a, an advice from you actually that I just wanted to maybe ask you to elaborate a bit because um, the advice was that to us that we should actually uh, do a full stop of having sex actually. Uh, that and and I'm just wondering um, what's the other part of that story because that surely can't be. The long-term solution. Um, so, so my question is really, what what is what is the full package here uh, for us to to get back to having a normal, natural, um, uh, yeah, a marriage also uh, in the intimate uh, sphere? Uh, that's that's the one question. And the other question is, how how am I supposed to cope with that with this after everything that I've been through? It's it's it was a very tough thing to hear from her. Yeah, I, I know that I've talked with Petra about many people, so please forgive me that, yeah. that I'm not placing this one no, exactly. No, of course. And, and therefore, I really don't know how to explain what I said to Petra because I, we talk about so many different situations, they kind of get confused. But I'll make an offer to you, and here's the offer. If your wife will agree, if your wife will agree, I will give you our online course called Spark Your Marriage, which is basically about how to build a sexual relationship within you. Now, it'll take us a few days because right now we're transitioning that online and some things. But um, since you've worked with Petra, I'm assuming you also have worked with one of our client representatives. Is that correct? Yeah, and, and we also got the link to that. But, but you see, uh, she's, she's, not even, she's not even there yet. She, she, she's, she, just don't, she just don't feel like uh, being intimate. And, and, right. and for that reason, she, she don't even want to and do something like the thing you mentioned right now. Uh, right. And um, she's having really, really bad associations and, and feelings when we're intimate. And that's, I think, your reason why you said we should have a full stop. Um, yeah, and that's really what I'm just asking. What? Okay, why, I, how, again, how I don't recall it? saying that. Okay, and that doesn't mean I didn't, but I do not recall saying that. The thing I'm, no. I'm offering you, the thing I'm offering you is you. Uh, is not going to have you come together and have sex right away. It's actually seven and a half hours of teaching and on video uh, where that it works you through a little step, a little step, a little step, a little step, a little step of understanding yourselves, understanding what's going on, those kinds of things. Now, it's not the panacea. It's not to be all in all, but it's really very good. We spend a lot of time, a long time developing it, putting it together. So, I, I can't elaborate on whatever I said to Petra because I've talked to so many things about Petra and I don't remember all the details, so forgive me for that. Uh, I wish my brain were big enough to remember all the conversations. But if she's having trouble, at some point, somehow, it's going to have to be that you guys come to a meeting of the mind. And probably that means, in a sense, kind of starting from scratch, starting from the beginning. And, and that's why I offer you this. Now, if you don't want it, I'm not trying to push it on you. Definitely not trying to push it on you. Uh, no, no, I, I definitely want it, but the thing is, uh, will, will this also um, will this also help when she's just having um, no desire at all at this point and and can't really see any way out of it? Uh, uh, will this still help? You think? 
I, I think it will. I can't guarantee that it will. But I think it will because it helps to explain a lot of things about sex, including, so what's going on here, this is not a sexual problem. What you have is going on here is a relationship problem. It's really not a sexual problem. But for you, it's manifesting in a very sexual way. So repairing the relationship is the key. And this does not do that directly. It kind of does it indirectly. Uh, you're in Denmark. Is there any, and forgive me, this sounds so like a clinical, but is there any way you can get for the United States to come to one of our three-day intensives? Is that a possibility? Yeah. Because you're, okay. it's not a sex problem. It's really not a sex problem. It's a relationship problem. And, and if you can, if you can yeah. repair the relationship, then this should follow. It, it should fix itself if you can fix the relationship. Yeah. No, you're not the one talking to people, right? Is your wife talking to people? No, no, I haven't. Uh, no, it's only my wife that has been talking to Bertrand so far. Okay. Well, in the coaching, each of you can talk to others. I, mean, I don't know if, if your wife wants you to talk to her or not. But at this point, I've read the suggesting you need to find a way to repair the relationship. And if you can repair this relationship, then we can get to the point of helping to fix your sex life. And unfortunately, I can't give you a short yeah. answer here to do that. But if you want to call your client representative yeah. and say, Dr. Beam offered me that online course, then just call your client representative and he or she will help you do that. But if the relationship's a key. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you, Thomas. All right, moving on to lots of callers that we have today. I'll make my answer shorter, okay? <laughs> the next one is Linda from Ohio. Linda, how are you doing today? I'm okay, how are you? We're doing all right as well. How can we help you today? Well, my husband um, has left me. Um, we He said that we were fighting too much and stuff, and uh, but... Whenever we fought, it was over little things, and he refused to discuss it. He says he didn't like conflict. But um, he has moved back to uh, his country that he came from. He was from England. And um, I'm trying to communicate with him now about I want to file for a legal separation, but he won't answer my emails. And um, he also, I did speak to him on New Year's Eve. Well, not speak to him, texted with him. And he's um, very depressed, and um, he doesn't want to, to live or anything. And I don't understand how I can get through to him to get him to um, do the uh, legal separation when he won't communicate with me. Can you help me with anything? If a person refuses to communicate with you, we, we can't give you anything that will make them do that. The only thing we can encourage, which can potentially bring about communication, is if, and whatever communication you do have with him, and apparently there's none right now, but if you do have some communication with him, that you be very understanding, trying to understand what he feels, what he thinks, those kinds of things, because people are much more likely to participate in a communication with another person if they feel the other person is truly trying to understand them. Now, the problem you're having, if you correctly, is he's in another country, he's not responding to your emails, nothing's going on at all. I don't know of a way to make him speak to you. Now, do you have any contacts in England of people who are your friends over there, by any chance? Um, well, his sister's over there, but and his daughter, but his daughter and I have had a uh, bad relationship since we were married 16 years ago. And his sister kind of is like taking his side. Obviously, she would. 
Yeah. Often family does that. That's not unusual at all. I, I wish I had some magic formula of how to get them to talk to you. But unfortunately, I do not. Um, I would suggest that, that you're not hounding with emails or phone calls, that, that at least for the time being, I would suggest that you back off. And if you have anything that you send to him, whether it's something you mail, something that you email, a call, whatever it might be, that at this point you limit it to things that are business. What I mean by that is something that gives you a legitimate reason to contact him to talk to him. And, and then yeah. hopefully he might start responding to you. And if he does, if he does start responding to you, then be very non-aggressive. You know, it sounds to me like you're a person that's very strong character, are you? Very strong personality. I'm sorry, well, I didn't hear you there. Yeah, yes, I'm I saying, didn't hear what you said. Okay, I said, uh, you sound to me like a person with a very strong personality. Is that correct? Him or me? You. Yes. Okay. And he's probably got this more laid back, easygoing, hates controversy, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, he doesn't like conflict. That's been the problem throughout our marriage. Is right. we never get to discuss arguments or anything because he doesn't he doesn't want to discuss it. Right. This this is not an unusual situation where you have one person that's that's very strong personality, and it's not wrong. I mean, it's fine to be a strong personality. But when you have one person who is a strong personality, another who is not, sometimes the strong personality, without even meaning to, not even realizing it's occurring, kind of makes the other person go into a shell. And and not, I'm not uh-huh. going to make any negative about you at all. It's just the fact that you're different personalities. So if indeed you do wind up with someone to talk to each other, if that ever occurs, remember what's going to be important here is, is for you to kind of back off a little bit do your best to understand, do your best to listen, and, and that's the best potential for this, if indeed he talks to you again. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. I just, um, he's the one that wanted the divorce, and I just, I don't want a divorce at all. He knows that, but um, yeah. I decided to try and do a legal separation, and I've texted him or emailed him twice. And um, recently, he just won't respond, so I don't know. And I don't know if it's because he's so depressed or what's going on with him. I don't know either. I don't either. But if you yeah. really want a legal separation, then talk to an attorney. And I don't, if you really want, that's what you go back to go to an attorney. I, I wish the best for my friend. I really, really do. Thank you, Linda. Okay, thank you. All right, the next caller is Amy from Ohio. Let's see if we can get her on. Amy, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. I may we help you, Amy. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Yeah, can you hear us? Hi. I Yes, yeah. I can. Um, okay. I'm calling because um, back in October, um, after having laughs and enjoying everything and thinking my marriage was great, perfect, um, we get along 90, 95% of the time when we've had arguments, we just, we even do it very privately, you know, without the kids. Um, I will just say this, that, um, in February of last year, we had our one son leave for school. We had a son, um, leave in June and get his home and married in September and in October, 
I came home and my husband said that I didn't say hello to him and he said he was just done. And so here I am, a mess in shock. And he said that he's moving out this week, that he has a place um, to leave and go to, and that he um, is going to move forward in the process of a dissolution or a divorce. Mm-hmm. It's up to him. Um, I don't want this. I believe yeah. in marriage. Um, but I don't know what else to do. We've been living in the same house. Um, it's been sh- stressful for the two the two of our kids and myself and him. And mm-hmm. I just need to know what to do. I want to come to the marriage helper nine one one. However, mm-hmm. he's not there yet. He doesn't want to. You know, he doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my this is my best friend. My husband, we've been together for 25 years married. We've been together 32 years to... Can I ask you a question? And, um, yes, Can I sir. Ask you a question? Was he very close to yes, those sir. things? Okay. I'm sorry? So, yeah, I'm just saying, okay, he was very close to those things. What, what it sounds like... Am now, yeah. I close to them? Yes. No, no. I, we are all very, very close. close to them, right? Okay. Yes. What it sounds yes. like. What it sounds like. And I can't say this is the fact, but this is what it sounds like. It sounds like your husband has actually gone through a grief process, or he is in the middle of a grief process. And you know, that's something that I've been thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what it mm-hmm. And he did a lot with him. We are very family-oriented. We live in a bubble. He also okay. um, is in charge, and he has some. Sh- there's a lot of stress at work. I don't want to get into details. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of and that was all at the same time. Like two days after he told me that, then he tells me that. He's going to have to lay people off and, you know, do other things. And I'm just like, I know his heart is breaking, and my heart uh-huh. breaks for him. And well, my, but I just need help. I have. My I'm heart sorry? breaks for both of you. My heart breaks <laughs> for both of you. I am so sorry. Understand this. If if indeed he's going through a grief process, which is my guess, I don't know for a fact, okay. but it's my guess. Okay. If indeed he's going through okay. a grief process. That leads to a lot of pain. And it also leads to people sometimes isolating themselves, which it apparently is what he's doing. He's isolating himself. I understand okay. that you're thinking, you're thinking, but why isn't he with me? I can help him. I can understand. And I get that. Yes, and but I told him people, that. Yes. But some people who go through the reprocess want to isolate. So here's my recommendation. Here's my suggestion. Okay. And in no way do anything that appears to push him to stay with you. What you need to do is when people grieve differently, like he's feeling okay. one thing through the grief process and you're grieving differently, which is not unusual, it often happens. That's sometimes when the other person's saying, but you don't understand how I feel because you're not grieving the same way I do. Therefore, I feel totally misunderstood. I feel totally alone. Therefore, I want to be alone because that's how I deal with my grief. Now, if that indeed is what's happening, the best thing for you to do is be patient, even though he's proceeding with all this stuff. Okay? Don't panic. Okay. And, and do your best to just try to understand what he's feeling. Just try your best to try to understand what he's feeling. And in no way push him at this point, because if indeed he's going for isolation, it's because he feels alone. So, what do you okay, do? Okay, so... So let him, 
because he's going to move out, and I am. I mean, if he's going to move out, he's going to move out. My daughter even said, she said, I think you just need some space. And then uh, she told him that the other night. And then, um, but if he if he files, what should I do? I don't want to sign. My heart says no. I understand. I made a I covenant. I understand. Please, please hear some comfort from me. Even if he finds, even if you want a divorce, if you continue to be a safe place for him emotionally, it doesn't mean that it's over. My wife and I were divorced I for three that. years. My wife and I were divorced for three years. I'm not saying that he's going to be gone for years. Don't hear that. I'm saying we regularly see people that wind up separated, sometimes even wind up divorced, but that with time, when the healing comes, they eventually come back together and put it back together. So I'm, I'm encouraging you to not panic, to not be terrified, but to look toward the future. Now, by any chance, are you in our online course? No, I can't right now. And I would love okay. to. I want us to okay. come to your marriage 911. But right, right now, financially, I can't. Okay. okay. I'm giving you the online course. I'm going to give you the online course. You understand? It's going to be my gift to you. And I, and I want okay. you to go through Thank it you. very carefully because the emotions you're feeling right now, I understand them and I know they're killing you. But it may work against you. Now, I'm not saying don't feel what you feel. You definitely feel what you feel. But there's a way to deal with these things. Now, do you have a client representative with us already? One of the people here at Marriage Helper that you've been talking no. to? No, I I did um, just get on to the Facebook, but okay. right now I haven't sent anything in or done anything. Okay. So, Call our office. But, so no, oh. but the answer would be okay. no, sir. Call our office and ask for Johnny, okay, because I'm going to tell Johnny. He's the one I have the easiest access to. I'm going to tell Johnny that I've just given you the online course, okay? So you okay. call our office okay. and you ask for Johnny. And we're going to give you the online course, and it'll start giving you the things to do so you can have hope, my friend. So I'm so sorry for your pain, but don't lose hope yet. Please don't I lose don't, hope yet. I'm not losing hope. I have hope. He's told me to quit having hope and to quit giving it to the kids. And I said, do not take my hope away. You're never going to take it away. I believe in it. Yeah. Well, we're going to help you every way we can. Mm-hmm. We okay, so when I call the office, I don't know that number. I, I'm sure I have it can, can you see our screen by any chance? Yeah, no, Amy, not right it's, now, eight, it's 866. Okay, write, write, write this down, Amy, okay? Mm-hmm. I am. 866 I am. 903-0990. Okay. Okay, did you hear all that? 866-903-0990. Okay. Yes, now, Johnny will be back in about an hour. We make him leave when we do this program <laughs> because Johnny's okay. in the next office and he's too loud. So uh, so he's on the lunch right now. But when he comes back, okay. you call Johnny. I will tell him our gift to you. We're going to help you, my friend. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much, Amy. Before we go to the my heart breaks, mm-hmm. before we go to the next caller, can we just explain to the folks what our online course is and how it works? Yeah, so our Save My Marriage program is a program that we launched about three years ago now. And what it is is 10 weeks, so to say, of 
guiding you through exactly what to do, what not to do when you have a spouse that wants out. So it starts with um, just teaching you some principles of how to change the way you react so that it softens the interaction you begin to have with each other. And then even guide you through what's the reason behind them wanting to leave. So they've said X, but what does that actually mean? And it guides you through things like that. So because, you know, if it's an affair going on, if it's not an affair, if it's X, Y, or Z, what are some things you can do to save your marriage even when your spouse wants out? But it's not just the information. It does have the weeks of courses that have, or it has the weeks that have videos and there's um, a, a, what is that called? Jour- not journal, booklet, program guide. <laughs> We have a workbook. We have a workbook, workbook that you download, and it helps you to work through things. Yeah, things. so you can print that out. It goes along with all the videos, so that you're actually being held accountable to implementing these things that you're learning, and it gets you to think and really um, dive in deep and put this information into practice. But the best thing I believe about the online course is that it comes with a community. So when you join the online course, you also get access to a secret Facebook group, which has no one can see that you're in it. It's extremely confidential. You can only be in it if you're invited into it by one of our team members here at Marriage Helper. And that community has so many other people who have gone through the course and can encourage you, give you feedback, give you a little bit of guidance when you have specific questions and things like that. And it's such a family. I mean, there are people in there who have made lifelong friends. I'm thinking of about six women who met in from the Facebook page, from that uh, secret Facebook page, and every year they go on trips together, no. which is so cool. And so they've been able to encourage each other, celebrate with each other, cry with each other when needed, but it's such a great aspect. And then mm-hmm. starting tomorrow night for the launch of the course, Dr. Beam is going to be doing 10 uh, 10 weekly support calls with the participants who are in the course. So what that means is you are invited to a special webinar type um, video thing that you can join in. You can type in your questions and he will be answering your questions. And that happens once a week for 10 weeks. So it goes right along with the course. Now, because we have those, those calls and because of the, the outline of the course, it follows that 10 week module format the course closes tomorrow night. So we're gonna close it for a period of time as this group of people goes through it so we can give them the best attention possible. And so if you're thinking about joining and you're kind of on the fence, I would really encourage you to start looking into it more. Call our office if you have more questions about it. You can speak to one of our client relations reps because by 7 p.m. tomorrow night, you're no longer gonna be able to access the coaching call that Joe's gonna be doing tomorrow night, which starts at 8 p.m. Central Time. So be sure to join before that time. And we would love to have you a part of it. It's absolutely transformative for the right. people who go through it. So if I'm understanding correctly, we are now only opening it four times a year. Yep. Only four times a year you can actually get into yeah. it. This year so only please get into it now. And I look forward to our first call tomorrow night. People type their questions. Mm-hmm. I do my best to answer those questions for an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, they can also find it online, right, at your.marriagehelper.com. Slash yep. save my marriage. All one word, save my marriage. And you can find that right now. Yeah. Your dot marriage helper dot com slash save save my marriage. Save, save my, my marriage. marriage. And you can go sign up for it right now if you wish because it yeah. is close tomorrow. And and we'll open it only three more times this year. Yeah. So, Love you to be a part of it. Yeah, please come in now. 
Joe, we have another caller. Okay. This is Minerva from Texas. Minerva, can you hear us okay? Maybe Hello, are you there? there? All right. Maybe she dropped out. We'll try her again in okay. just a minute. Sorry. All right. Our next caller is Katie from Michigan. Katie, can you hear us okay? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Well, my husband, um, I discovered he was in an emotional affair about 15 months ago, two days before I gave birth to our first child. And mm-hmm. of course, I reacted in all the ways that I shouldn't have, which just yeah. sent their affair underground and it turned physical. And yeah. now what I know was limerence. Well, the other woman's husband discovered their affair at the end of September, so just when our daughter turned a year old, and forced them Mm -hmm. to stop the affair and come clean. So Mm -hmm. the affair was not ended on either person's terms, and so my husband has stayed in limerence, and he's still living at home. He doesn't sleep in our room, and he seems to be making little to no progress and I believe he's holding on hope that something is going to work out with the other woman even though Mm -hmm. from the small discussions I've had with her husband she has recommitted to him and their marriage and they're trying to reconcile I asked her Mm -hmm. husband if she would be willing to write a letter and I sent him the link to your podcast where you talked about writing a letter and her response was she didn't see what was in it for herself so I feel like she is still not through the limerence as well. I've been working on my pies and smart contacts. I was wondering if you have any other advice on things I need to be aware of since the terms of the relationship was ended in a way, I'm sorry, my daughter's crying, um, was ended in a way that neither of them ended it on their own. I believe she was coming out of limerence based on how she is reacting. She's not contacting my husband, even though he decided to try and contact her for a month after the affair was over. Um, but I just I don't know if there's anything else I should do. I've been we've been in counseling and it's just been a really really long road and yeah. I miss my husband. I'm sure I do. Let me give you a little hope here, if I may. The fact that she's not willing to write that letter does not necessarily mean that she has any vestiges of limerence left. It could be just purely like I don't want to be reminded of what I did, or. It could just be she's a very selfish person when she says, well, there's nothing benefiting me. I mean, there's a ton of other possibilities as to why she won't write the letter other than her still having some hope of being with her husband. So let's just assume okay. that since her husband says she's recommitted, let's just believe that. I mean, for your own sake, okay. your own peace of mind, let's just believe that. Now, you're right. It okay. does take a little bit longer for limits to end when it doesn't end on the person's terms. But it doesn't mean it doesn't go away. Almost every limit relationship ends where one person didn't want it to at that time. In other words, even if the other partner moves away, walks away, like, I'm out of this, I'm done, the other partner still, for a while, hangs on to hope that he or she will come back. So what he's doing is actually what people do. Now, the good news is, the bad news is, it's painful for you, and I hate that. The good news is it will wear off. Now, it'll take a little longer, but the person who still wanted to go on always takes a little longer 
because the other person's pretty well out. But at some point, you will accept that. Understand that you will go through a grief process. It's going to be that anger, denial, all that kind of stuff that people go through for a grief process. And if, if you can be stronger to kind of be there for him as he goes through that grief process, then slowly he's going to reconnect to you very strongly emotionally. Now, it's not going to be like that. It's going to take a little period of time mm-hmm. to do. But it should be, I, my guess is you're a pretty strong person. If you can just hang in there and listen, understand, etc., and be very, very patient. The good news is she's gone. The good news yeah. is while it won't happen immediately, his limerence is going to fade. It'll take a while, but it is going to fade. The good news is he's still in the house with you while it's fading. That's really good news. And so if you can be that understanding, patient, all those kinds of things that are so hard to do, but if you can do them, it's going to come out where you're going to be closer than you were before. You can get there. That's going to happen. So I I hear your pain. I understand your pain. I don't blame you. I'd feel the same way if I were where you are. But understand our perspective. We see so many of these that we can kind of predict the future for you. Kind of. And I'm telling you, keep being strong, calm, listening, understanding, those kinds of things. And eventually, unfortunately, it will be tomorrow, it will work out where you have a better marriage than you had before. Not because of this, but because of what most of you will learn from this. Now, I have a question. After, within, I think it was the first week or two after he told me about the the affair, we spent an afternoon where he opened up and he talked about all the feelings that he had for, at the time, I didn't know about limerence, so it absolutely destroyed me hearing him say all yeah. these things about her. And he felt better afterwards, but I was just a mess. And ever since that point, he refuses to talk about her or the affair with me because he doesn't want to hurt me anymore. And now I realize that I have to be that safe place for him and I'm stronger and I understand limerence now. How do I go about communicating that to him so he will use me as a safe place? I think that you say what you just said and then you don't push. You just say, you know, I realized the way I reacted because you are a good man at heart and you do care. And the way I reacted is when you don't talk to me anymore because you saw how much it hurt me. And I appreciate the fact that you care enough about me that you didn't want to hurt me anymore. Thank you. But you know, I've learned a lot since then. And I love you a lot. And so whenever you get ready, you can talk to me again. And I promise you I'm not going to react negatively. And it's not going to hurt me because I genuinely care about you and want to understand you. So just say it that way. Thank him. Genuinely, thank him. Because he obviously would try not to hurt you anymore. And then say, whenever you're ready. I can do it now. I want to be here for you. And then don't push it. Okay. okay. All right. Thank this. you so much. You can, David. Thank you so much, Katie. Oh, she's a good woman. She's a strong woman. You I can like hear it. You can yeah. hear it in her voice. What? I'm sorry. I thought you were saying something. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm just mumbling away. That's what old, old people do. All right. Joe, yeah. we have time for one more caller. So we are going to take Brian. Brian, can you hear us okay? Yes, ma'am. How are you can doing you today, me? Brian? Yeah, we can hear you. Where are you from, Brian? What state are you uh, in? North Carolina. North Carolina. Welcome to the program. Why can we help you, my friend? So um, this journey for me started um, September 30th, but uh, 
my wife, uh, almost 10 years, our anniversary was December 27th. Um, she had been very depressed, um, and I was associating it with the death of her father almost a year before. Um, and that was her last parent. Her other parent had died 15 years earlier. Anyway, um, she had a previous marriage, and it was also almost 10 years. Um, <clears throat> but prior to the marriage, when, the, when she was dating him, she had gotten pregnant and had had an ab- abortion. Mm-hmm. So um, she had really been struggling at work and everything this, this past year. And so she started going to a therapist, and the therapist told her that she was just carrying too much stuff on her heart. So um, she decided that it was time to tell the ex-husband, who she had not spoke to in 14 years, about the abortion that she had had with their child. When she went face-to-face with him, um, he told him, again, she hadn't spoke to him in 14 years. She had seen him a couple times, but had never spoke to him. Mm-hmm. And she went face-to-face with him, come home the next day. She was visiting her dad's house, or she was taking care of stuff at her dad's house right. in the state that is 90 miles away from where we lived. And um, she come home the next night and told me, and she said one key thing. She said, I think I found a new friend. She mm-hmm. left to go to a con- She left to go to a conference, and when she come back, I picked her up, and when she hugged me, I just felt something different. Yeah. I pulled away from her, and she told me that she loved him and did not love me. Mm-hmm. And then she started monsterizing me through the process. Now we, uh, and <laughs> we share joint custody of our dogs, which mm-hmm. is our connection to each other. Uh, she right. moved she moved out and moved away, and to my knowledge, um, they either live together or bounce back and forth between each other's houses. Yes. Um, I try my best to do as much smart contact as I can. I don't initiate any conversations with her. I don't jump back right at when she sends a text message to respond back. I have been actually going for days before I'd respond back, and I could tell that it was doing nothing more than pissing her off. Yeah. Um, so how how may we help you like that? Um, so is there a difference? Um, well, first of all, can it be limerence? And then is it a difference because it is an ex-spouse? It, it does change the scenario. It does change the formula, if you will. Potentially limerence? Yeah. But I, I can't tell you whether that is the case or not. Obviously, you love this woman, and you want to right? Yes. Yes. Are you are you in an online course by any chance? So I I signed up for the course last week, the three hundred ninety nine dollar one. But once uh-huh. you get into it, I've not seen anything really that says the ten weeks or anything yet. It's got the it's got the workbook, but okay, there should be well. Kimberly, you know more about it than that. We can. We have someone call him and help him. We'll have somebody call you. Yeah. How about that? And and we'll guide you through that stuff. But because we're, believe it or not, we're out of time. I'm going to go. But uh, we'll have somebody actually call you and work you through that. Just continue to be strong in that. I'm I'm, I'm hearing a lot of strength, and I'm impressed with that. You're impressed. I heart through you, though. It really is. 
I'm so sorry we're out of time. So, can I ask one quick question? Sure. If sure, she absolutely. sent, so she just recently got the dogs um, from me, and she'll keep them for two weeks. But uh, she sent me a uh, video of the dogs um, opening their Christmas presents because that's what she always did. But there was no real reason for her to do that, and she seems to like to do things on Saturday on weekends. She sends me text mm-hmm. messages trying to get me to respond to her. My suggestion is don't piss her off. It's fine. That is my suggestion. It's yeah. fine. Uh, I think that makes sense. I think it actually works because if she's initiating a conversation, you're replying, not, you don't have to instantly do it, but, you know, in a reasonable period of time rather than waiting a few days, that makes sense. And the fact that she sent you that video, that's a pretty good sign, my friend, because that's tying back to the previous relationship with you. I'm not saying it's going to fix it yeah. because of that, but I'm saying that's a good sign. Okay. Thank you so much for calling, Brian. Okay. So we're out of time, you guys. Uh, Everybody listening, we uh, we are. We have to go for today. But remember, if you want to know more about that online course, go to your.marriagehelper.com slash save my marriage. And you can find out about that because tomorrow is the last day you can do it. Yeah. And, uh, we'd love to have you be part of that. And tomorrow night's the first coaching call. Absolutely, absolutely. So during the week, you have any questions that you need help with, you've been listening, you've heard about coaching, workshops, things that we've been talking about, our team is happy to help answer those questions for you. You can give our office a call at 866-903-0990. You can also always subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's stuff being uploaded to those weekly Free help for you. We'd love to help however we can. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next Monday.